get the wiggles out. We are about to start. Let me drink Woo-hoo. my water. <laughs> awesome. I like um, the fact that you are about the word, because I think for me as well, that was the one thing that really changed everything for me was grounding myself in the word of God. Hey, dear sister, I hope you enjoyed that blooper in the beginning. Thank you. Thank you for joining Choose to Live Free. This is Kate Akukadezi, and it is great to have you listening today. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of Godly Woman and Company is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to honor God, serve others, and live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, heal people, heal people. (laughs) So a bit about the retreat. Thank you so much. I, I mean... The, the overwhelming response, text messages for those that know my number, um, emails, asking about the retreat and asking for more details. I am excited. I am excited and also scared because I don't know. I have to do the work, right? <laughs> but me and the team are meeting and working on the details. And so more to come. It, 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 so just so you know. This retreat is not for like a hundred and something people. It is intimate. So what I mean by intimate is it is pretty much going to be about 15 women of God. Okay. And so if you're thinking about it, just mark your calendar. It's going to be in January. Some, uh, the, I think it's either the third week of January or the fourth week of January. And if you want to be a part of it, as soon as it comes out, you have to sign up because the number of people that have reached out, I already, um, yeah, 15. I'm like, I don't know if I should open up for more slots. So the retreat is going to be exciting and it's going to be a a time of refreshment, a a time of renewal, a time of uh, sisterly vibe, like we said, a time where it's an intimate gathering, a mindful rest that is memorable. It's going to be peaceful and peace-filled. It's going to have us all be loved on, right? And then we are going to be exceptionally seen. Um, And that's how I want it. When I was a little girl, I didn't have stuff like this. So now that I'm older, older, Now that I'm mature, I just love hanging with my sisters, my dear sisters. And I just want to be able to sit and talk about God and life and living it and being free and our sufferings and where it hurts and what we should pray on and how we get closer to God and purging and surging. And I just want to be in the presence of amazing women and be in the presence with each other and the Lord and let God move where he wants to move, okay? So if you're thinking about it, just so you know, it's about 15 slots and already the feedback and people asking questions, it's gonna fill up really fast. But more details coming, more details coming soon. So hold on, hold on, we are not going anywhere. More details coming, all right? So This episode today, I am excited about. My conversation today is with a friend in the United Kingdom. She had my heart at these words, and I quote, you can know the truth, but it won't set you free until you believe it. Hoo-wee! Y'all know I love my (laughs) hoo-wee! What a powerhouse. Meliza, and I say Liza, Eliza, forgive me because I'm going to say it again. Meliza. I I butchered her name so many times, y'all, on this episode. (laughs) Meliza, okay? Meliza is a wife and a mom of two awesome kids. She lives in Preston, UK with her darling husband. And when she's not running the household or playing taxi, she's writing her books, developing courses, and coaching people. I love it and also helping people walk in freedom. Ooh, she's speaking my language, their identity and purpose. So 
Are y'all ready to hear Melisa's story? Because it will capture your heart. So let's go ahead and hear Melisa's story. And uh, let's see. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to give you some golden nuggets and then we're going to go into Melisa's story. But this is what I want to say. So for the first time, there's a video recording that we are putting out on our YouTube page, which is at Godly Woman and Company. And there's a portion of this recording that I felt it would be worthy for us to put on video so that, you know, anyone who hears it, they will know that truly the best gift out there is to immerse yourself into the word of God. Um, and so that video is out. If you want to check it out, it's on our YouTube page. And there you get to see Melisa's beautiful face and how she was pouring into me. And, you know, the moment that we had, we shared on there. And it's also going to be on Instagram too. So you can check it out on Instagram at Godly Woman and Company at Chief Joy Activator or our YouTube page at Godly Woman and Company. All right. So some of the golden nuggets in our conversation Life is all entangled in stuff. I mean stuff, such as identity, purpose, belonging, and so on. You have to rediscover who you are by being awakened to your true identity. Trauma may usher shame into your life, but God's perfect gift of grace speaks worthiness to you. The lies from the enemy can steal our joy and rob our peace. Yet, at the end of the day, God tolerates our messes and he gently guides and leads and celebrates us. You can see with your eyes, but to know God, you must see him with your heart. This was a quote by Melisa and by Melisa's son. She, he gave the first part and then I added on to it. But I love it so much. He was telling mom that mom needs to see God with her heart. And he was on point. So you can see with your eyes, but to know God, you must see him with your heart. After seeing God with your heart, you begin to untangle by replacing the lies in your mind with truth from his word. You can go through therapy, counseling, self-help guides, and so on. But the best way to get out of the messes is to get out of your own way to hear God's voice. Whoever is in your heart controls you. Your thoughts, your actions, even your beliefs. We are all in progress, going from one level of healing to another, one level of freedom to another. Just choose to believe. God's love is the agent that activates our faith and so much more. We had a great time and a great conversation, which I know you will enjoy too. And remember to choose to be free, choose to live free and choose to stay free, dear sister. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, and exceptional woman and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So go into the world and heal someone today. Choose to live free. And remember, I love you, dear sister. Enjoy the conversation with Merliza. Okay? Bye. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Kate A. Coca Daisy, and it is so great to have you listening. I have here with me today Meliza Farndell, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. I mean, um, we met through some mutual friends. It started with Krista, and then it went to Sabrina, and here we are. And so I'm looking forward to diving into what you have to share with everyone. And to kick us off, Meliza, go ahead and introduce yourself to the group, to the sisters, to the people. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Kate. It's a real honor to be here and chatting with you. Um, my name is Meliza. I, did and, I, I said Meliza? Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. I kept saying Meliza. Okay. Meliza. <laughs> it's all good. I am used to. I'm used to yeah. that. You know, when I see L-I-Z-A, I always think of Liza. What is that entertainer? She she it's Liza Manelli. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. Meliza. Go ahead. Meliza. My parents were very creative naming me. <laughs> Yeah, I am a wife to Clinton. Uh, we've been married for 17 years. And then I have two 
amazing teenagers, Aiden, who is 16, and Zoe, who is 13. And I'm also mum to a fur baby called oh. Izzy, she, the bull mastiff, the very smelly bull mastiff. Wait, you have a bull mastiff? We do, yes. Yeah, so big. Oh, huge. But she's so soft. She's such a softie. <laughs> she's beautiful. And where do you live? I live in Preston in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Although you could probably hear from my accent that I was born and raised in South Africa. So I moved to England in 2005 and we've been raising our family over here. Oh, yes. I do love my African sisters, y'all. Yes. So. And yeah. I'll put her stuff in the in my in the show notes. And also you can follow her on Instagram as well. So you can actually mm-hmm. see who I am talking to. <laughs> so here you are living the life in the UK with your family and doing all the things that you believe you are purposed to do. So here I choose to be free. We try to uh, do things by starting from the beginning. So I want you to go ahead and share with us and describe with us, you know, we love God so much. When did you realize that you had a breaking free moment happening to you? Right. So I do have to take you all the way back to South Africa (laughs) when I was little, and I'll try and tell you a very long story in a very short Short. amount of time. But, um, I, I grew up in Johannesburg. My daddy is a pastor of a church. He still pastors a church at the age of 72. And um, he really loves the Lord. And I saw him counsel a lot of people, take them into his office, and he would put them behind their desk. So I very formally called him to his office, put him behind his desk and told him that I wanted to give my life to Jesus when I was six years old. So my relationship with God really started at a very young age. However, at the age of seven, I suffered a trauma that ushered a lot of shame into my life. And I ended up spending every Sunday morning in front of the pulpit on my little knees, repenting and asking for God's forgiveness and never feeling like I was good enough or deserving of God's grace or his love. You know, we hear every, I heard every Sunday that God loves me or God loves you. And I would always think that God, I can see how you love everybody else, but I don't think you could love me because I was so shameful. Um, And deep down, I started believing that there was something wrong with me. Like everybody else was fine, but something was wrong with me. And I tried my entire life to kind of fix that thing. Mm. I didn't know what that thing was, but I tried to figure out what is wrong Mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really um, ended up manifesting in a lot of issues with depression, uh, body image issues, food issues, all of those things that steal our freedom and rob our joy, right? Um, So I really made myself tired trying to fix myself. And I learned a lot of coping strategies along the way. Um, But deep down inside, I knew that there was more than this. There was more than a coping strategy. I knew that there was freedom. And I, I heard many people's stories and testimonies of what Jesus did for them. And I was hopeful that, that God would show up for me in the same way. But then I had that voice in my head that says, said that this is not for you. Mm-hmm. not for you <laughs> so I carried a lot of these issues into my adulthood and as a young mum, that's when my wheels started to fall off my wagon so to speak because I just couldn't cope with the stress and then having this burden of not getting release or freedom from all the issues I had in my heart in my mind uh, with my body and all of these things so um I really hit rock bottom just after my little girl was born. And um, I remember waking up one morning and I said to my husband, I give up. Mm. I officially announced that I give up on God. Mm. I, I I will never stop believing that he exists because I have experienced too much to know 
you know, to, to be able to say that God doesn't exist. I believe he exists, but I didn't believe that he was interested in me, mm-hmm. in what I was going through or what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. So my, my very wise husband, I have a very awesome, very wise husband. He stayed quiet. He didn't, <laughs> he just listened and um, he let me have my moment of just he actually I was just putting my daughter down for a nap and he suggested that I go and see the movie the new Disney movie that was showing at the time which was Tangled Mm. Um, and he said why don't you take Aiden Aiden was three years old at the time why don't you guys go and go watch the movie I'll watch Zoe and you can have some time with him and I thought okay that's fabulous um so as I moved into or walked into the cinema, I could tangibly feel the presence of God in the cinema. Mm, Even before the movie started, I just He's had, everywhere. Yeah, I just had these a, a real sense of his presence in that theater. And as I started watching the movie, and even from the very first song when Rapunzel started belting out, when will my life begin? I was like, girl, I am with you. (laughs) I'm also asking that question. When will my life begin? Mm -hmm. Um, I I could just so relate to her sitting in that tower of limitations. Like she was busy. She was doing all the things. She was cooking and baking and and, uh, making dresses. She was busy. Her days were filled, but her life was limited and she could only stay in this tower. But she knew that there was something more because she could see every year on her birthday, there was something happening in in the sky. These lanterns were coming um, from outside. And she just knew, she knew that there was something about these lanterns. And the fact that it was only on her birthday kind of stirred a curiosity. So she ventures out of the tower and then she goes on this journey of discovery that culminates in her I don't want to give any spoilers, <laughs> but she discovers that she's the daughter of a king and she belongs to a kingdom. She doesn't belong yeah. in the power. Oh, actually, as you're talking about Tangled, because me and my kids, we've watched it and it's actually sitting on the Disney channel right now. Nice. So I'm, I'm sitting here, just FYI for you. I'm sitting oh. here thinking <laughs> I have a movie to watch for a book report for school, but I so want to watch Tangled tonight. <laughs> Can a book report not be done on Tangled? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I wrote a book about it. So yeah, there you go, right? You wrote a book about it. Maybe I should just take that and just like, here you go. My professor is going to be like, who wrote this? I said, AI. <laughs> That's awesome. So here you are. I mean, the gift that your husband gave you and you went and you sat and as soon as he started walking in, you could already feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that is the beauty that I love about the God that we serve, which is this book, the Bible. It's not like somebody's story that has been written and you have to take it. It is paired with someone called the Holy Spirit. Yes. That you, Melisa, you can pick up the Bible and read it and get something totally different from one scripture. Yeah. And I can pick up the same scripture and read it and get something totally different from that scripture that applies to me, that applies to you. Yes. And we both get our essential healing from that. Yes. When you walked into the theater and going to watch, he was already with you. He was going before you. He had already written the story. Like, you don't know what you're about to go through. So what did you go through as you watched Tangled? (laughs) Right. So I had a very emotional experience sitting in that movie theater. I was so grateful that the lights were off because I was crying into my popcorn. Um, But there was so, so much revelation. And the Lord still uses that movie to speak to me and even lead me into my purpose and my calling. Mm-hmm. 
But um, the biggest revelation for me was seeing the face of the king as he lit the lantern for his lost daughter. Mm. Animators did an excellent job on um, animating that scene because I could feel that tear running down his cheek. No, I wonder what tangled. And I tell you... <laughs> The lie that broke in my heart, like I believed my entire life that God tolerated me for the sake of Jesus' sacrifice. Like he, I was part of the world, like he died for the sins of the world. And I was just, I just happened to be part of it. And God was just tolerating me. But he was actually disappointed in the person I was and what I did with my life. I genuinely believe that deep down. But, and, you know, let me, let me, let me tie that to a part of scripture. Um, when you read that part in scripture where Moses, God was calling Moses and Moses was making, you know, all the excuses in the world. There's a part that, you know, you could sense that Moses will whine and complain, but then God even does not allow him to sit in his misery. He's like, okay. I'm still telling you to go here and that's where you're going. So when you talk about God tolerating a lot of our nonsense, me yeah. included, whoever is listening, you included, that is a strength that you have to be able to acknowledge that, yeah. you know what? He actually tolerated this, this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even more than that, I think for me, we're seeing that it, he wasn't just tolerating me. He was celebrating me. <laughs> oh, like just like Rapunzel, she was lost, but he continued to celebrate her. Yeah, and it was her. his celebration of her that yeah. caught her attention. Mm -hmm. And I think um, for me, that revelation that God wasn't disappointed, he wasn't frustrated, you know, sometimes we can we can think that, you know, God, there's no hope for us <laughs> because, you know, God has lost all hope in us or all belief in us. But, you know, he sees the potential in us and believes in us, even in the moments when we can't see it for ourselves. He continues to celebrate us. I love Zephaniah 317 that says, mm. you know, God is in our midst he's a mighty warrior mm -hmm. that saves and mm -hmm. he's he dances over us he rejoices mm -hmm. over us with singing he celebrates mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. so that it was like somebody switched on the light in my heart and for the first time I could see what was happening behind the scenes of my life mm -hmm. I could see that there was an enemy that didn't want me to live in freedom right mm -hmm. enemy that comes to kill steal and destroy but Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Abundantly. Oh. I wrote down, as God tolerates our messes, he gently guides, leads, and celebrates us. Yes. As everyone is listening, think back to the friendship circles that you're in, the relationships that you have with people. Mm -hmm. how, many in our, how many people in our lives... <laughs> When you are going down that path that is messy and is chaotic, how many people will have the patience to tolerate you, number one, to say, let me come alongside you and help you figure this out. And most importantly, for the wins that you have along the way, let me just celebrate some of that with you. Yeah. It's the supernatural. In our own man-made ability, we don't have the patience. We don't have the patience to sit with people, help them heal, all those things, the capacity that God does. So yeah. I wrote that down because what you said, it ca I captured that. I was like, he's, he did not only tolerate you, he celebrated you. Yeah, That's powerful. Yeah. That is powerful. When you were growing up, your father was a pastor, mm -hmm. right? During your formative years, did you know God or did you just go to church because daddy's a pastor? You know, what was the relationship like? Yeah, I I loved the idea of Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I idea. loved everything I heard about him. Mm -hmm. And I was a seeker at heart. Mm -hmm. I wanted to connect with him, but I always felt a disconnect mm -hmm. because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. 
No, it was all about performance. Mm-hmm. Like my whole entire life was about proving that I was worthy mm-hmm. and not just accepting that I was worthy because of what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. So I I even went to Bible school for a year <laughs> to try and figure this thing out, you know, because I would read, I would read in the word of God, what is possible. <laughs> and I would look at my life and I would say, okay, well, I'm not experiencing this, but I'm going to church. I'm going through the motions I'm doing all the Christian stuff, but there's no transformation or change in my life. Mm, the heart, right? Yeah. The heart, the heart being, and this is exactly what I went through. And that is exactly what I do in my ministry is helping that heart transformation to happen mm-hmm. is your heart is basically filled with stuff. The traumas, the, the experiences, the life stuff, stuff, just stuff in your heart. And that blocks us from connecting with God, from seeing the light. And it says in his way that sin separates us from the Lord. The moment you mentioned that, it was like a light bulb went off. Like it came on. It was like, oh, I see that. I see that I've experienced this. You've experienced this. I'm sure some of my listeners have experienced that light, that moment where it was like the veil got removed from your eyes and you could totally see God and experience his love in a different way. Yeah. I see. I have to tell you something really awesome. My, <laughs> the, the wisdom I got from Aiden when he was three years old. So this happened uh, probably a couple of weeks before I even saw the movie. Um, so I tucked him in one night and he was scared. He, he didn't want to be on his own. And uh, he said to me, can you stay with me in my room, mom? And I said, no, I have to go to my own bedroom. But don't worry, God's angels is in your room. They are here. They will look after you while you sleep. And he looked up at me with these big brown eyes and he said, mom, how do I know God is here? Wow. If uh, or, or the angels are here if I can't see them. Mm. So I'm stood in his bedroom. I am tired. I want to go to bed. I, and now I have to answer this deep theological question about the existence of angels and all I want to do is go to bed right so I'm standing there and I'm trying to think of an answer and the next minute he looks at me and he says oh I know mom you can also see with your heart Ah. and I was just so taken aback by that wisdom because I wasn't seeing with the eyes of my heart Mm -hmm. I wasn't seeing what was happening in the spiritual realm around me. I was only seeing the physical stuff Mm -hmm. that I was wrestling with. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I watched the movie, I felt like I had a Ephesians 117 moment where it says that the, the eyes of my understanding was enlightened. And I could see what was going on in my life that I was entertaining the wrong voice I was listening to all the lies I believed about myself and about God and how he feels about me. So I think being able to see with the eyes of your heart, it really is the first step to freedom. Uh I said, you can see with your eyes, you can see with your eyes, but to know God, you have to see him with your heart. So good. You have to see him with your heart. So you encountered this moment where everything started to unravel. The traumas were starting to, you know, kind of God was doing a number on you. Your heart, everything was kind of remo- being removed and all that. Walk, tell us about your breaking through season because here you are, you have a book titled Tangled. How you got to this space where you felt, okay, I'm going to have to process and document my process of untangling myself, right? Moving from tangled to untangling. Tell us your breaking through season and how God helped you navigate that. So you've gotten to the point where you're starting to see God with your heart. What happened next? Yeah. Well, the next thing was really, I started to see all the things I believed that was not accurate. (laughs) I started you to change see, your mind. Yes. I, and I, that 
is a process, isn't it? Yeah. So we don't become untangled in an instant. Mm -hmm. It is noticing that there is something wrong that we're believing and then replacing that lie with the truth. Um, and there is there is a, a beautiful scripture in John 8, 32. It says that if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your life. So it's not about just knowing the truth. It's about embracing the truth. And I love what the Oxford Dictionary says. It says that the word embrace, it means to accept a belief or a theory or a change willingly and enthusiastically. So I had some new beliefs that I needed to accept uh, about who I was and about who God was and how he felt about me. So question so when people hear this right mm -hmm. you and i we get it when yeah. people hear this i'm going to take off my glasses <laughs> when people hear this um about believe mm -hmm. believe the word of god believe what he says and all that and my listeners can't see what i'm doing but i often demonstrate this in in, in coaching and therapy you are here this is melissa this is kate we're here this is the freedom that God is asking us to step into, right? And in between, in the UK, you all have those trains, mind the mm -hmm. gap, the gap. You have to mind the gap. There's a gap that you have to mind. And the gap is filled with all this stuff. And as you hear Melissa speak, one of the things that she's talking about is belief, right? Letting go of the lies that the enemy has told you and clinging on to the truths. Yeah. But then... I'm, I, I want to shift, you know, God, I want to shift from, from this lie and I want to hold on to your truth, but there is this gap and I can't seem to go through it or hop over or do whatever. It's hard for me to even move my leg and actually hold on to your truth. What, what would it take for somebody who is sitting right now in this space of I know what he says in Ephesians. I get it. But for some reason, I can't, I can't move. You know, they are stuck. <laughs> they can't move. Yeah. I'm only smiling because I have been there. I've been <laughs> that person <laughs> in that gap. And I think for me, the thing that shifted me was experiencing the love of God. And it's a bit of a, an interesting concept to talk about because I, I almost felt like that happened for me <laughs> without me really expecting it. However, I was seeking, I was seeking God and wanting to connect with his heart more than wanting the freedom. So that that's one thing, but you know, I'm I'm going to just quote this other scripture. <laughs> In Galatians, in Galatians 5, verse 6, in the Amplified Classic Version, it says that our faith is activated and energized and, and uh, there's another word, but it's activated and energized, fueled by love. So I believe the, the activating agent that activated my faith was experiencing the love of God. It was seeing the face of the king. It was feeling his presence. And sometimes we just have to persist. You know, we have to keep going and keep moving forward and put ourselves in a position to actually allow God to just love us. I think when we hit crisis, sometimes we go to faith. We want to get the word out, get the prayer out and like, just pray, pray, pray. God says, start with love. Just meditate on how much I love you. Just listen to my voice. Let me just tell you how I feel about you. Mm. And you know, sometimes it comes with patience mm. and we have to keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing <laughs> until the penny drops. So much, so, so much, so much, so much, so much richness, so much goodness, so much to take away from everything that you just said. And as you were talking, you know, I was sitting here just soaking it in because 
if we could really, it, it, you and I, we know this, if we could just get the next sister to sit with God. Mm-hmm. You mentioned patience. To have patience enough to sit with God and not say that, well, I prayed for two minutes and nothing has changed. Or, you know, I did Bible devotion for five minutes and nothing has changed. It's not so much the quantity, you know, I could literally just look at a scripture for two minutes, walk away. It is what I do while I'm walking away. That's making the change in my heart. So the reflection, you heard Melissa say the meditation those things it is so hard because when you are stuck and you you see it you're like i want that i know there is joy there there is peace there i want that but i am stuck if you are stuck and you can't even move how else if we have a sister out there and she's so stuck she's like i can't move i really want to believe but i'm doing a lot of head head believing you know like logical i know there's a god logical i i I believe in everything he says but there's so much stuff in my heart that i am afraid when i take those things out of my heart i'm afraid of what will come in what are some of the other ways that besides what you did you were able to experience god's love was it through people? Like, how else did you experience God's love that was so tangible that it, it encouraged your heart to go down the journey of healing with Him? Yeah. Um, I think I genuinely was just desperate for Him. Like, I knew I, I've I did the therapy, I did the the self help kind <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> I knew he was my only hope. Let me write my quote on that while you're talking. (laughs) I knew he was my only hope. And I was was desperate to find him. And, you know, the the Bible says he's not difficult to find. Uh, I think sometimes we have to get out of our own way and just relax and, and learn to listen for his voice. I think that is definitely a key. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something that really um, was just a practical thing that that I did because when I started this journey of getting untangled, I was very, I was much younger. <laughs> I had a young family, I had little kids, and my life was pretty full. So there wasn't a lot of time for sitting with my Bible and reading and praying and all of that thing. That part. So the Holy Spirit gave me one verse because I woke up in the morning feeling irritated and angry and not joyful. I felt really upset and I, I didn't have a reason. I, I had a great family, I had a great job, a lovely career, an awesome husband, but I felt like I could punch that husband in the face in the morning when I, when I woke up and I couldn't understand why, why was I feeling these feelings? And the Lord gave me one verse, one verse, and that is the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I would sit on the edge of the bath in the morning, running the bath, feeling all the feelings, but speaking out that truth. The the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then I would flick the kettle on and make a coffee. And I would say the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then I would be driving myself to work and I would sit in my car and I would say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I did that over and over and over and over and over again. And guess what? One morning I woke up and I felt different. I felt different. (laughs) As you are, um, as you're talking, I'm sitting here marveled by the fact that, you know, number one, you said God is not difficult to find. And we know that he says that in his word, he's everywhere. He's not difficult to find, only present. While he's not difficult to find, we make it so difficult to find him. Yes. By all the things that we think we have to do in order to find him. I have to light a candle. I have to get my precious Bible. I have to sit down. I need about 30 minutes with him a day. 
and all that. Yes, it's good to do that. Last year here, Melissa talked. She said in the season that she was in, she could not do all that. So if you are on Instagram, dear sisters, and you're seeing people's stuff of how they worship the Lord or how they pray and how they do all that stuff, it's just a snippet of your season. Your That's season right. might not allow you the luxury of all the things that you so desire to do when it comes to developing and growing and worshiping and doing all that with the Lord. But he has the beauty of it though. You can go with him. He yeah. goes everywhere with you. So Melisa said when she sits on the bed, when she gets in the shower, whatever, God is with her. And one thing that she said, Melisa, that I, I appreciate is you said that scripture was on your lips. You meditated on it. And over time, it transformed. Renewing of the mind is practice, 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 practice. I can't say that enough. But people think that I, I heard it and that's it. You got to, because if you don't, what is going to be replacing that? The enemy's lies, right? Yeah. I appreciate that, that you had to see the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. And one day, oof, yep, it happened. Yeah. And I've never woken up again angry <laughs> or irritated. <laughs> As you were talking about that, I said, maybe we should give her, we should, you're one of those that will give you a t-shirt that says, don't poke the bear because this yes. bear is ready to <laughs> pop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, that process, that journey that you describe and this breaking through season where now, you know, it's like, I'm coming in. I I'm here. I am, you know, it's like you're breaking through. What happened next when it comes to finally being in a place where you could start to breathe, like you could breathe a little bit. You are not, you're not fully like, you know, where you need to be, but you could breathe a little bit. Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You could see it. Like, what was that like for you? Well, I think it gave me a really strong sense of hope. Like I could start to dream again. Mm. I could see things, uh, things that I thought would be impossible, started to look possible. And it was a journey. Um, one of the friends in my church that I shared my journey with, she was be, uh, just, she is a beautiful person who walked with me and helped me to unpack all of the things that had happened. And she walked with me for a good couple of years to, uh, to kind of make sense of everything. And, and then she encouraged me to share that journey with other people as well. Mm -hmm. um, and she really was an inspiration that actually led up to the point of me eventually writing the book and sharing that story and sharing that message with mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that really makes me excited is being able to help other people get untangled mm. because of the journey especially my kids you know mm. I can navigate some of the hardest stuff in life or help mm. them navigate it mm. because I've been there and I've experienced mm. it and mm. and I know that there's no situation that's hopeless mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when I do because we all get we still get troubles right we are oh. living in a world full of all sorts of junk mm -hmm. and we get hit by stuff. Um, but now I know how to deal with the things that come up for me. I know how to deal with the trigger. I know how to recognize the lie. Um, and then I know where to go when I'm in that space of mm -hmm. discomfort or frustration or. Oh, hey. <laughs> You know, um, one thing that you said right now that I want everyone that's listening, every woman out there that's listening is, if there was any gift that I could leave with another woman before I even leave this earth, this is the gift that I will leave them. And Melissa just said it, which is, there is no trouble 
that God cannot fix. And I have tears in my eyes because it's, it's, it, it's, it touches a part of me that for someone like Melisa, for myself, for those of us who have been through a true transformation with the Lord, we get it, which is there is no trouble that God cannot fix. And there is no suffering that is too hard for the Lord to not take away. Because he says in his word that, you know, in this world, you have trouble, there will be suffering, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So what business, dear sister, do you have leaning on any other thing besides the Lord Jesus? I mean, if you say that you profess him as your Lord and Savior, I expect every single dear sister of mine to run to Jesus. But you're running to everything else than him. And there is the struggle when he's asking us to surrender. And so what Melissa said that touched me is just that, just that, just take that part in that the troubles of this world, there are plenty, they are plenty. But one thing that I always tell myself whenever I encounter situations is I process life through the word of God. And so the question that I have for Melissa, for you, but also for the listeners is, how do you process life? What do you process life through? Some people process life through social media. Some people process life through politics. Some people process life through religion. Some people process life through traditional beliefs and stuff like that. And for everything within which you process life through, there's a consequence. Yeah. I've done some of those things. And so I say that I know what suffering is without God, and I know what suffering is with God, and I choose the latter. I choose to suffer with God. So, Melissa, how do you, or what, 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 what lens do you use when it comes to processing life's challenges? Yeah. Well, for me, there is only one lens, really, and that's the lens of truth which to me is the word of God. If I don't know what God says about me, I do not know how to navigate my life. If I don't know what God says about my circumstances, I have no hope. You know, if I don't know, know, oh, my goodness, there's a scripture that says, is my word not like fire or like a hammer that breaks the rock? So when we get into rocky places, man, you want a hammer. You want yes. fire. Um, for me, it always boils down to what is the truth about my situation? Yeah. And for, I, I don't know why I'm crying, y'all, but it's it, it's this is probably supposed to be its own topic because I see a lot of suffering from people because yeah. of what I do I see and it's hard for me to sometimes I just want to give them the gift yeah but I know that the gift comes like you were saying the gift comes with them doing the work yes. and sometimes the thought of them doing the work overwhelms yeah. them and so they're like it's hard Yes. And I feel, I'm like, if only I could take it away for you, yeah. I will. So this, this softness that I have for this topic in particular suffering is because there are so many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're saying is, you know, there's only one way. And yeah. that's truth. Yes. And, you know, Kate, I just want to go back to something you said that it doesn't have to be quantity you don't have to spend hours and hours. Sometimes it's just something really simple. One simple truth, one promise from God, one verse. If you can really grab hold of one little verse, then it can it can transform your entire life. Just one word from God. And, you know, God doesn't want us to work hard and work, work hard, hard, hard to kind of and do these things by ourselves. He empowers us. He he helps us, you know, and it's not about putting more effort on you, putting more work or responsibility on you. You know, the Bible said, says it's for freedom that he came to set us free. 
yes is for freedom like if we understand his heart and how good he is and how much he wants to bless him uh, how much he wants to bless us we would want to spend all the time in the world with him if we truly knew who he was and how much he loves us yeah you know it wouldn't be a question of oh I've got to do my I've got to do the work right I've got to spend time with with in the word and it speaks to it's it speaks to the question that we should be asking ourselves really is why don't we want God mm-hmm. to have our hearts? Mm-hmm. He knows what's in our heart, but why don't we want God to have our hearts? Because that's what he's after. He says, give me that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. When mm-hmm. it says in Samuel that, you know, the Lord does not look to the outer things, but he looks to the inner things, the heart. Yeah. And why do you think the enemy is after the same thing? The enemy is also after your heart. Oh, my goodness. This is one of the biggest, biggest revelations I had was whoever controls your heart controls the person. Whoever controls the heart controls the person. Because, because right, whatever is going into my ears is dropping or whichever thoughts I'm entertaining in my mind is it's it's going into my heart and my heart is like a power generator so i start to speak whatever is in my heart mm. and whatever i speak that's in my heart is going to transform my world because i'm created in the image of a creator who spoke the entire world into existence so now i'm taking my gift of the power that's in my voice and in my words and i'm bringing them into alignment with either truth or lies mm. so whenever i speak i'm i'm creating my own i'm creating my own experience essentially mm-hmm. so this was one of the revelations that really changed me and this is what the, one of the things i saw when i sat in that movie theater was i've been aligning with the wrong person <laughs> you know i've been aligning with an enemy actually you know, I, I've got God and the kingdom and, and the freedom over here. I don't have to stay in this tower of limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And the freedom, y'all, the freedom, you know, choose to live free, choose to be free, choose to stay free. The freedom here, you know, we um, this has caused the rebranding of even my ministry because free is such a subjective word that sometimes we have to break it down. In the word, when you see free, it is nothing other than he wants you to be free from sin and go into righteousness. Sin that has been done to you, that has caused all those traumas, sin that you have done to yourself, that has caused more traumas and all that stuff, sin that the enemy is doing to you through your thought processing, through the way you think, you believe, all those things. God says you have to be free. He's called us to be free, not to be free from, you know, be free from sin. Once you start to break away from sin, that's the true freedom we're talking about. And every other kind of freedom comes along with it. And so what you're hearing Melisa say, what you're hearing us say is so important that you take time to reflect on it. You don't need a lot of time to start the journey of your freedom. All you need is one truth at a time. One truth. Just whatever. For me, it was Romans chapter 8. For Melisa, you heard her. It started with the joy of the Lord. For you listeners, it might be something totally different that the Lord brings to your awareness. Start there. But don't neglect his word. Don't neglect his promises. We have said a lot when it comes to your journey. And I want to spend a bit of time talking about your book, Tangled. You you titled it Tangled. And I'm here like, untangled. Why? Well, I I thought it was a a clever play on the movie title. (laughs) (laughs) But also, um, you know, there's Hebrews... Uh, 12 that talks you know do not be entangled by all the mm-hmm. then and the the behavior that's so destructive mm-hmm. and I found myself very tangled up 
in a lot of lies and destructive behavioral patterns. So for me, really, the whole story, my story, Rapunzel's story, and all the stories in the Bible that I share in the book as well, it's all about the process of becoming untangled. Mm -hmm. We will all be in process. Mm -hmm. You know, we go from one degree of glory to the next <laughs> degree of glory. We go from one level of freedom to the next level of freedom. And we shouldn't get frustrated with ourselves. You know, when you're untangling a ball of string and sometimes when you look a little bit deeper, there's a bigger knot on the inside that needs untangling. It is a process. We don't get frustrated or, or we don't disregard all the progress we've made just because we are seeing another knot. Um, and God is, is so good and he's so gentle. And when we ask him, he will help us to get rid of those big knots and the things that keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. So that really was the, the message behind the book is that in order to get untangled, we need the voice of our father. We need to know who we are and how much we are loved and allow him to help us get untangled. Mm. Before we start, we hit record, we're talking about First uh, Corinthians 10, 13, right? And you just said it. And it says, and God is faithful. So the whole thing says, no temptation has overtaken you except for what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Yeah. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Yeah. And that's exactly what you said is that whatever it is that you're going through, when you ask, he is going to make a way yes. for you to walk through whatever temptation it is, right? The book sounds amazing. And I know anyone who gets a hold of it is going to be blessed by it. Can they find it on Amazon, all those places, you know, if, where, where they can buy them? Yeah. Um, okay. You can either have a look on my website, mm -hmm. which is melisafarndell.com mm -hmm. or uh, on Amazon. I sell yeah. on Amazon as yeah. well. Let's get to some quick fire rounds and I'll put all that in the chat, y'all, so you don't have to try and start typing it. I'll put them all in the chat. But my quick fire round is usually the fun stuff that I like to talk mm -hmm. about. So okay. <laughs> one of my favorite questions that I often ask my, sis my sisters, my dear sisters will be, how is your heart? I love that question. <laughs> That's the important thing. That's the important thing. Yeah. My heart is uh, at rest. Oh. My heart is at rest. And I'm learning at the moment how to embrace rest more and more. Mm -hmm. And I'm also learning that when I'm starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed by all the responsibilities in life, that I need to go back to the place of rest. My heart, I need to reset my heart into rest. So I love yeah, that. for me at the moment, the season or the word of the, for my heart is rest. Rest. Yeah. What does joy look like for you these days? Joy for me looks like spending time with my family. I love my teenagers. I, um, I always heard people say that, wait until your kids become teenagers and then you're going to have your hands full but I'm loving <laughs> the people that they are turning into and spending time with them that brings wow. me a lot of joy and uh yeah so that is I'd say that. that is beautiful and a lot of women who listen to this podcast are in various seasons so send a word a golden nugget something that you know, Melissa really would want another young lady, another woman to know. Well, I would say don't forget or underestimate the power that you have to choose what you believe. <laughs> choose to believe, choose to believe, choose to believe. Choose is my favorite word all the yes. time. Like it's my favorite word. I love it. Free is also my favorite word. Oh, yeah. I love them. Anyway, how do you give yourself permission to breathe? I think you kind of said it a bit, but how do you give yourself permission to breathe? Oh, that's one I, I really have to work on because I'm a bit of a workaholic. <laughs> so I've got to make time to do some fun things. My daughter is really good at kind of coming up with good ideas or creative ways to do some fun stuff. Um, 
but yeah, that's one area of my life that I need to remind myself it's okay to just go and watch a movie or mm-hmm. go for a walk. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um has that answered your question? That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, you know, everybody gives themselves permission to breathe in different ways. I, I'm just like you. I could be stuck in this room all day because yeah. the introvert of me is yeah. so strong. Like I just can be by myself all day, but I have to force myself to give myself that permission to enjoy other things. <laughs> me too. Me too. I love working. And doing, you know, working on different projects. Yeah. Completely stuck into, <laughs> into that. So, so yeah. So, but it has been amazing. You, I think it's you and probably another guest who is a sister of mine, a dear sister of mine that have gotten me to the point where I have had to shed tears while recording with a guest. I do that when I'm recording by myself, but that part hit me so hard and I want everyone to take particular note of that part that we're talking about with suffering because I do want my dear sisters to suffer well suffering will come I don't know why we think it won't come it will come but I want you to suffer well and whatever season you're in whatever kind of suffering it is that you're going through if you don't know my story and you're listening to me you'd be like yeah Kate you don't get it yeah da 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 If you want to know my story, you know where to find me. It's all up there somewhere. But I know what suffering is. And I know the joy of the Lord when you actually surrender. Just give it to him. Give it to him. (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. And he redeems it all, doesn't he? He he redeems it. He does. He does. Yeah, he's amazing. Anyway, Melissa, it has been amazing. I have enjoyed our time here and I can't wait to have you back. I can't wait to collaborate with you. I can't wait to do all those things with you. My head is churning. You see me like slumped over this desk because I am so ready to kind of sit and process what we just did because there's a lot in my heart that the Lord is like, yeah. I just want to journal it. So I'm going to journal after our session today because I need to get it out of my heart. So it has been amazing. I love you. I love what you're doing. And I can't wait to see what else you have in store after Tangled. Like what's the next movie that you're going to (laughs) What's the next movie that we are going to be talking about? It has been amazing. And I bless and bless and bless your next steps and the things that is in store for you. Okay. So much, Kate. I feel exactly the same. It was such a joy speaking to you. Yeah. Bye.